welcome to Shrink Wrap, a podcast where Fran and Becky give proper respect to various mental health and wellness topics while adding in a little bit of smart assery that they just can't seem to contain. This podcast cannot and does not constitute therapy advice. However, we do hope that you find the information we share with you helpful and entertaining. Please be advised that this podcast discusses topics that can be sensitive to some listeners. Use appropriate discretion. Welcome. Everybody, welcome. Oh my gosh. Welcome. Welcome. Well. Well. Season four. What? Okay, let me ask you a question. What? 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 Yeah. Why would anybody <laughs> come back for four seasons? <laughs> what are they thinking? I'm surprised y'all are here. So, I know. Yeah. I, you're just surprised I'm still breathing, Brody. <laughs> so I was thinking we about that this. Scare this summer. Yeah. If we're, I mean, if we're going really big, we need to go six seasons in a movie. And oh, so yeah, sure. I've already called Zach Galifianakis <laughs> to play me. Oh, um, good yeah. choice. Betty White has agreed to come back to life to play you. <laughs> And so the jury, uh, we're still looking for, no, for Becky's. No, I have one. Yeah? Um, she was Tom Cruise's yes. girlfriend, wife Jean, in the firm. Jean Triplehorn. Yes. She looks like Jean Triplehorn, doesn't okay. she? Mm-hmm. Don't you think? I don't know who well, that Google is. Google her right I'm gonna now. Go, look I'll, her I'll look her up on the Google. <laughs> the only thing that's coming to mind is Jackie Treehorn, and that was the porn producer from The Big Lebowski. So oh, I, that's a different, okay. it's a no, different reference. Different person. Yeah. yeah. Totally. And you know what? I would be honored if Betty White would play my ass. Are yeah. you kidding me? Well, first me? of all, she'd and have to come back from the dead, know, so there's that. I know, but that would be super cool Maybe Helen did. Mirren, then. Oh, huh, yes. Yeah. Don't you think? Let me see. Yes. Look at her eyes. Those She's sexy, smoky eyes. Six seasons <laughs> in a movie. Ooh, yeah. Welcome okay. back, ladies. How was your summer? Oh, goodness gracious. Sun's out, guns out. Yeah. Work those glutes for charcutes out yeah. there. Rooftop, <laughs> rooftop <laughs> poolside <laughs> villas. Oh, my God. Just settle down. What did I hear at work the other day? Something for Cole's, shaking it for Cole's cash. <laughs> really? <laughs> what do you, why? I don't, I, I think it's from a song. Do you know, Brody? You're, I, you're I the youngster. I don't know, but maybe they're, maybe yeah, they're sh- I think there is a song about well, shaking it for Cole's cash. Yeah, okay. I mean, they're shaking it and then someone would give them money. I assume for said shaking and then they go to Cole's and oh, buy a nice God. pair of slacks. So I, said I don't to, know. I said to the young ones, I'm like, I sometimes have Cole's cash that I don't use. <laughs> and you're like, okay, grandma. Oh my gosh! You could be donating it to those aforementioned shaking. You know I'm gonna make them shake it though. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, on my counter at home, I have some expired Kohl's cash that I'm gonna take to work, and I'm gonna be like, "Here it is." You're gonna give it out, and it's not even gonna be used. And then I'm gonna be like, "Thanks for shaking it." Make it rain while you do it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Well, Brody, let's start with you. Yes. The best, the most fun thing you did this summer. Uh, we we went to the Black Hills, as we always do. It'll probably be our last year there, and we camp at uh, inside of Custer State Park and enjoy it. It was very cool this year. It was like 65. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. But we did Wind Cave, and we did the Buffalo Tour. and did, You pet the you Buffalo? Know, no. And you it charged do, your ass? You do not pet Don't the Buffalo. Don't pet the fluffy no, cows. No, no you, you do not. <laughs> I probably, probably could have reached out and touched one, but no. The, if you ever go to Custer State Park, the Buffalo Safari in the Jeep they take you like they're on the radios the whole time knowing exactly where the herds are. So they get you like in it and it's awesome. So worth the money uh, and a really fun thing. So, but I think we're probably done with Custer and with the Black Hills for a bit. So we're mm-hmm. looking at Minnesota. We're looking at Duluth, like North Shore, if we go up there and stuff. But mm-hmm. it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, our kids travel really great. So it's, it's fun to get out and do stuff. They really, awesome. we tried to go to Wind Cave last year and it got rained out. And because you can't go in a cave if there's a thunderstorm, because apparently cave openings are a natural lightning attractant. Oh, I didn't um, know that. Yeah. <clears throat> 
And I also learned them this year at Wind We're Cave. We're fun and educational. Ex- right? Absolutely. <laughs> the opening to Wind Cave is like the size of a six-year-old. So oh, like, I don't know what they pass. were. What? The, well, that's not what, that was the original entrance. Oh, okay. Thank but, God. Yeah, I'm like, they don't, they don't take you down there in storms, but we went down. Wind Cave is great. It's our first national park. So mm-hmm. cool. I, I hope this doesn't awaken something in, in my wife and she wants to do travel every to, national park. Yeah, do all of them. Right. That sounds really expensive, but yeah, it's, um, yeah, it was, oh, it was a good time. Good for you. Popcorn. Becky, how was your summer? Yeah. It was, it was fast. Yeah. You guys. Yeah, totally. I, it was a really busy summer. There were a lot of like have to do's. Um, but one thing we got to do is, um, we took a long weekend and went to Donald's Lake, Minnesota, which is right next to Otter Tail, but it's small. Mm-hmm. And we just gambled on an Airbnb that happened to be available. And it was awesome. It was just the most amazing Airbnb. Cool. We don't have a boat. So I bought one of those big blow up like party pads. Mm-hmm. And we would just lay around on that and fun. Oh, it was so much fun. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. So two things come to mind. One is we put up two ring cameras. That was super exciting yes. this summer. Yes. And I was disappointed though because... <laughs> You know your old one. Yeah. I read all the Reader's Digest that came to the door. <laughs> yeah, but I was disappointed because then I saw the Italian version of the ring camera, which is fuck around and find out. Yeah. And now I want to return it and get yeah. the real version. I really might. But yeah. anyway, okay, so we're at Pickle Lake and we have a bunch of people there. My mm-hmm. daughter brought her friends and all of a sudden we hear like this popcorn noise. Mm-hmm. I didn't because I was back in the back room folding clothes because I wanted to kill everyone because I had had it with people so I was like (laughs) meditating and folding clothes so anyway all of a sudden this giant cottonwood tree completely (gasps) crushed our pontoon I no. mean, really? crushed it. Yeah. Your so, pontoon wasn't that old either. No, 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 no. So I hear, Fran, Fran, Fran. I'm like, oh my God, these people won't leave me alone. <laughs> so I go out there and like there's 50 people in my yard because oh. that's how it is when mm-hmm. there's a national disaster going on. And crush our pontoon and everybody's like, oh my God, we thought you were in the pontoon. I'm like, no, you're just like, oh no, now who's going to clean the freaking cabin? <laughs> they didn't care. They, they didn't, didn't care, care about your personal exactly. safety. Who's yeah. going to cook? Right? So no. Maybe they wish you that's were in the pontoon. Bummer, yeah. exactly. I mean, I know everybody, you've got insurance, but still that's a bummer. I know, but bummer. luckily my nephews are next door and they're, they're both our insurance agents. So they saw yeah. it all. So it's yeah. whatever. Thank God nobody was oh. in it. So I do have to warn our listeners. We're going to have to buckle up for this season because one of the, some of the have to do's that I did that I got to do um, was do some traveling with Grace as we toured colleges because she's going to be a senior this year. Yeah. And then we were in Sioux Falls for um, a few days of volleyball down there. And she and I were sitting in the hotel room one night and we were watching Modern Family. And it's the one where Haley goes off to college and Phil and, and Claire are driving back and they're both crying and I'm watching it and I said, I'm not crying, you're crying. And she goes, I'm not crying. Are you crying? And I'm like, maybe I'm crying just a little bit. And then she came over and gave me a great big hug. So, oh, it's going to be a year. It's going to be Our a year. Baby. Yes, your baby. Our baby. Oh, my. Oh, well. So what are we talking about, Becky Boo? Well, I think Brody should talk about the importance of leaving reviews. Well, a lot of you left some great reviews, uh, and that certainly helps. And our ratings are very high. I see sending all the one stars to Fran's email has been a great thing. <laughs> Happy so, to read out for y'all. Yep. Uh, so Franny at uh, MySpace.com <laughs> is where you can send those. She still checks it. It never gets it old. It right, just right now. 
but yeah, it's a really easy way to support uh, the tomfoolery that we do here. So if you if you like what you hear, or maybe you found a nugget in the a diamond in the rough, if you will, of of some information, and you want to send it to somebody, that certainly helps. Uh, like and subscribe is always good. Uh, downloads are how we get the metrics. It doesn't give us any money, but it certainly helps to get things out there, and that eventually will make these two their millions. Right. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, what is it? Six uh, six seasons in a movie? Six seasons in a movie. That's okay, what we're yeah. going for. Okay, sure. Um, I'm going to give one quick shout out to my daughter, Allison, who does all of our social yeah, media. Yeah, she does a great so job. So if you noticed a shift within the last year where it went from um, maybe like somebody in their 80s on PowerPoint. Mm-hmm. That wasn't me. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. was not me. <laughs> yeah, no, it was all me. Um, what did she call it? A sixth grader doing a PowerPoint? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you guys, it's not mean because it was true. No, it was. It was. It was true. And she's done a really great job of of just making it a little. Thank you, Allison. You do a great job. Not for free, but thank you. That's Mm -hmm. great. So what are we talking about? Would you just ask the damn question already? Okay. Okay. That's what we're talking about. There we go. Brody. She doesn't even give him a chance. First episode. I know. I just got blindsided. I know. Oh, my God. Start bringing a rock to throw his head. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the fantastic factoid. Shaking the dust off. Here we go. (laughs) Personal branding expert Goldie Chan launched 100 good questions to help with your life, career, and more. (gasps) So we are going to ask a couple of those to each other throughout the podcast, Mm. starting with, do you dislike or like surprises and why, Brody? God, I knew I should have checked the notes before uh, I came in yeah. here. Um, but you went, I haven't for four or three seasons, so yeah. why would I start now? Why would now? I start now? <laughs> uh, do I, I think I mildly dislike surprises. Really? Actually, yeah. Why? Because, uh, I don't know, I'm kind of a planner, like, mm-hmm. and and it, it puts you it puts you on the spot, and even though, like, I don't get embarrassed easy or whatever, but it's, I don't know, I like to have a sense of what's going on, and... Uh, surprises put you out of that. I know a lot of people get like a rush from it then, but mm-hmm. I, I, that's why it's a, it's a mild dislike. Okay. Hmm. How about you? Um, it, if it involves a bunch of people, it would be a hell no. Mm-hmm. Like I would hate a birthday party surprise mm-hmm. with a bunch of people, but if it would be something like smaller and intimate, yeah, I, I could rock that. I think it would depend for me who's planning the surprise. Mm. And that would be Jim or Holly would be the only two that get that privilege because mm-hmm. they're going to know right. I don't want a big group of people surprising me for a birthday or something like that. So I think it depends on the surprise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a non-answer from all of us. <laughs> okay. No. But you know, one thing I do want to say as we start this new season, we're very, very blessed that we actually have people that still want to listen to our bullshit. But um, <laughs> I would just like to say every day we are manifesting. The reason why we're doing this is to kill mental health stigma and to help mm-hmm. in any way we can, because not everybody has the time or the money to go to therapy. And if there's anything we can give back and help you have a better quality of life and learn and communicate with each other, that's why we do what we do. We really do. And we are in the midst of a mental health crisis still. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's even more important than maybe it was in season one. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Or as important, if you will, that we continue to do this. And that is why we always ask for the likes and the shares and the whatever, um, because it really does make us more discoverable uh, for people who are looking for mental health resources. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So are there gender differences in terms of why men and women ask questions? (laughs) 
Jim, Jim would say yes. He would. Women ask too many damn questions oh, okay. would be his answer. Okay. Um, according to social linguist Deborah Tannen's book, you just don't understand. Men and women view the purpose of conversation differently. And I totally agree with that. Men tend to see the purpose as negotiating for status by demonstrating knowledge and skill. Look how smart I am. Ooh, Brody. Brody. Brody is giving us a look. I don't know that I completely agree with that, but I I can see I don't know how much gender comes up in this, but did you all see the Barbie movie this summer? No, but it's Mm -hmm. I'm going to. Uh, It is. uh, It's very good. I I ended up taking my 11-year-old daughter and three of her friends (laughs) to go see it, and I asked all the moms first, and I also told them, so one of you should have gut-checked me. Like, are you sure that you want to go do this? But it's much more about, uh, I mean, patriarchy. There, there's all kinds of things. But Ken goes into the real world. They both go into the real world. And then Ken realizes that the real world is amazing because back in Barbie land, he just does beach. Like, that's his job <laughs> is beach. Yeah, just beach. And he doesn't know what that is. No one knows what that is. Yeah. But in the real world, he's a man. So patriarchy puts him at the top. So then he decides uh. to go back to Barbie land and do patriarchy. Like, that's oh, exactly yeah. what he kind says. Of, kind of the handmaid's tale yeah, so I'm, I'm gonna go do <laughs> a pg-13 version yeah, yes i'm gonna go do patriarchy anyway one of the they said uh as they're like brainwashing the rest of the barbies said can i play guitar at you while gazing into your eyes and i don't know it just reminds me of some of that i don't know that it's negotiating or sorry for what was status, the term negotiating for status i By don't demonstrating knowledge and skill yeah like Pretending like you know everything. With anyone? Let like, me let me explain that to you. Mansplaining. Come on. Yeah, I mean, I could explain it to you could guys. You I'm trying to let you get there on your own. Yes. You know, yeah. Yes. So is this like any conversation I ever have with anyone? Or is this with my partner? In general. We are talking about a sociolinguist who has studied this shit. And she's saying in general, men see communication more about explaining and demonstrating than how women view communication in general. I don't know. That's maybe not why I open my mouth, but I I can see it because I'm I'm sure the the female version will be it's about connecting and is is that am I? He almost, yes. it's, like, it's like he read it. Did I, you read the I, note? I, or I did what? not. But here's here's the real life example. Every time I'm at work. And whether I'm like on shift or not, I'll just go on to my next thing. And it came to my attention that the women who I employ, they're like, you never tell us when you're leaving. I'm like, did, did I a need permission? And B <laughs> was I doing something important that you needed me to tell you that I was leaving? Yeah. So now I'm just like, okay, Kiana, I'm going to go now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm not going to be here anymore. Right. Do you have everything you need? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's been great seeing you. Goodbye. And okay. I wave at her all the way out the door. <laughs> What do you need me to tell you I'm leaving for? But apparently all. So they know you're not in the building. All the all the men do it, though. Like the I used to have two other guy. I mean, they're young men, but two guys. And but those guys don't do it either. They just they just walk out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. the shift is done. But. All right, so guys do this when they communicate by joking, telling stories, and giving information. What? So Brody misses the last one. Right. Yeah. Does not give info. Does not give info. <laughs> right? Women use conversation, you're correct, by developing connections mm-hmm. and using questions for the purpose. They want to find common ground and matching and comparing experiences so they can bond. 
I also agree that every single one of us has a masculine side and a feminine side. Mm-hmm. And so it might depend on which way you lean on that. And I'm not talking about gender stereotypes. I just, um, I would consider Fran and I a little bit more on the masculine side. Or androgynous, the, at yeah, least. Yeah, I mean, well, because we're just very what, stereotypically forceful, which is mm-hmm. what I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'm just talking out my ass. We can edit that out, but we don't have to. Okay. I'd hate the listeners to think that I ever talk out of my ass. Yeah, why would you? <laughs> That'd be um, such a surprise that- for everybody. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> so we'll leave it in now. Okay, leave it in. Asking someone questions shows you are interested in them and value their thoughts. Asking someone to share their experiences, their insight, or their passions can lead to a connection that can last a lifetime. And I think that when you are having a conversation with someone... Think about talk time. We've talked about this before. Mm -hmm. How much of the time are you actually talking, asking questions, and how much time are you actually listening? Really listening. Really listening. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Ironically, asking quote unquote dumb questions is one of the smartest things you can do. And this is especially true when you're trying to learn the basics of a field or a craft, or I say the basics of a new relationship, friendship, whatever it might be. Right. You know, where do you live? What do you do? So at Northern State University in mm-hmm. like 1812, when I went to their master's program <laughs> for guidance that was Northern for counseling. State te- teacher's college back then. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, one of the things my professor taught me was South Dakota dumb. And that yes. is, remember that? Yes. When you want to bond with a client or you want to challenge them in a non-threatening way, you're like, okay, uh, help me out here because I'm kind of lost. Why would blah, 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 blah. Or what is it that made you think blah, 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 but you're genuinely like, please help me out. And it has served me in so, so well. many ways. I mean, in marriage. But he called it yeah. South Dakota dumb. South Dakota well, dumb. It's be, I mean, That's it's because you kind of know the answer, but you pretend like you don't. Sure. Right. Yeah. I mean, and, I think it puts a bad rap on South Dakota. I think you well, could, we use it because we live in South Dakota. If sure. this teacher taught in Minnesota, it would be called Minnesota. Dumb Transferable. Gotcha. Yeah, sure. I think you could throw an open there. Oh, I'm just kind of a little bit lost <laughs> here. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But That's great. okay. Sure. So asking questions is also great for networking and it can really help lead to an increase in your wealth, a new job opportunity, a new home. You can evolve your business. I always think about like find someone who's an expert in what they do, Mm -hmm. right? And you're like, God, I wish I could do that. And then go talk to them and ask them questions. And most people are more than happy to Mm -hmm. answer your questions and teach you what you don't know. Everybody loves talking about themselves. I was going to say, and it's fun if they're passionate about it. Like even if it to you could be the most boring topic in the world, if they're passionate about it, it's just fun to listen to, I think. Right. Like Neil deGrasse Tyson. I don't astrophysics way above my head, but when I hear him talk, I am engaged. Mm -hmm. Because he's so excited about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He just loves it. Yeah. So what do we, and Fran doesn't get to answer this right away. So Brody, this one's for you. What do you think of asking the questions why or why not? Uh, I guess I need some, like in general. Yeah. Like I, if you would have just looked at me and said, well, why? Uh, I mean, I, I'm all for clarification, right? Okay. So I think the more information everyone can have then then great. And so I, I guess my gut is to say, yeah, I, okay. I would support asking. And what are we taught in grad school, Fran? No. 
don't do it. But I also think, it well, depends. because it's not, it's kind of a closed and kind of a threatening sort of way. Well, and it makes people feel defensive. I always say it, it oh. the, the person on the receiving <laughs> end will get a big yeah. middle finger up in their head. But right. I think it depends on the situation. It I does. think there are times when it's perfectly fine and will not do that. Yeah. And I think the tone is really, like, mm-hmm. if you're explaining sure. something, I'm like, well, Brody, why? Why? Okay. Okay. So why? what I... Instead of why, I go towards tell me more about that. Yes. yes. Or help me understand Okay. Yes. So, all right. So, as you ask me these questions later, I'm just yeah. going to explain how to talk to me, you know? <laughs> yes. Uh, real quick. So, <laughs> co- context is important. So, is it just the question why? Or, I mean, I can see in a therapeutic yeah. setting why how would that you do would, that? What were, you know, why yeah. were you thinking that? Yes. But, yeah, I, I guess I ask, I use that all the time at, at work with these kids. I, I employ. Mm-hmm. Well, tell me more about that. Right. Or say, say more about that. Yeah. Kids are way better about asking questions than adults, but sadly. Why? When, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to throw a punch Brody here in a minute. But sadly, they learn over time that it's more important to give and know the answers than it is to ask the questions. That's and so sad. It is. But think about it. All we do is throw quizzes and tests at them and they have to know the answers. And it's like, how many times do we really develop? And we don't want to do this as parents because we don't want to be questioned. But really teaching your kids to ask intelligent sincere questions is probably one of the best skills you can teach them. I agree. And the the curiosity. So, and it's what we want to encourage and foster. We want to encourage them to continue to be curious and know that the smartest people ask questions. How the hell did they get to be the smartest people? Right. Right. Yes. And research shows that asking more questions builds emotional intelligence, which is our kids need more of that. Yeah. Our adults need more of that. Yes. So teaching kids that curiosity and a desire to keep learning is critically important. And a lot of my clients have told me over the years, and particularly young women, Mm -hmm. I don't like asking questions because then I feel stupid or people are going to think I'm stupid. And so I love what you just said about asking questions. The smartest people Mm -hmm. are the ones that ask questions. Mm -hmm. And so really teaching your kids that and driving that home. And I really do believe the old adage that there's probably somebody else in the room that's wanting to ask the same question but cannot. Because mm-hmm. um, very rarely are you going to be the only person wondering that. And mm-hmm. if you are, big deal. Right. But it's not going to happen very often. Yeah. Um, it's also important to be asking yourself important questions. So ask these of yourself. Do I need more sleep? What brings me the most joy? It's important to check internally on your mental and physical health. Yeah. Okay, this is an aside, but it's like when your kid asks you questions, like your littles are asking you questions, I think it's really important to let your kids know you don't have all the answers. Mm -hmm. Like, like for example, my kids would ask me something like, um, oh, what happens after people die? And I say to them, I remember saying this to them, well, Christians believe that you go to heaven, mm -hmm, right? Buddhists believe in something called reincarnation. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I gave all these things. And I'm like, so what you need to do as you grow up is you need to read and ask questions and figure out what makes sense for you rather than I'm going to give you the answer. And this is what I'm going to 
basically expect and demand that you regurgitate everything I tell you and you don't go find out yourself what's meaningful to you. Mm-hmm. Do you guys remember Deep Thoughts by Jack Handy? Yes, of Saturday Night I Live? do. I have all three books. That shouldn't surprise anyone. <laughs> yes. And one of the things was, he says, one day it was raining and my kids said, dad, why is it raining? And I said, oh, that's because God's crying. And they asked, well, why is God crying? And I looked at them and said, probably something you did. <laughs> Spiritual abuse. That was that's an upcoming episode. Oh my gosh. That On is the funny. two to three days a week that I take my kids to school, I we've kind of gotten a habit of like, what okay, what are your questions? Right. Yeah, and I like love that. eventually that will devolve or evolve into, you know, the, the hard questions. But right now it's like, how do volcanoes and earthquakes work? And I'm like, oh my God, I've been waiting since <laughs> 2005 when I took the science of natural disasters to answer this question. Oh, wow. Who's got a piece of paper? Let's talk about Titanic, please. Or they asked about the $2 bill and how it was really rare. And I said, well, I don't think it's really rare, but so I just pulled up a YouTube yeah. video and we just oh, listened yeah. to the YouTube video on the way. Cool. And oh, that's so cool. It's, it's not rare, but it, okay. Yeah. Have I told you guys the story of one-eyed Jake, my son with one eye? No. Um, so we were at a restaurant and the kids were younger. Grace was young. And it was one of those restaurants where there's TVs everywhere. Mm-hmm. And so Grace was telling Jacob a story and he was watching TV over her shoulder. And she's like, Jacob, I don't know why you won't listen to my stories. And he's like, I'm listening. And she's like, you're not even looking at me. And he goes, what? I can't believe you would make fun of me. You know, I only have one eye. <laughs> And she goes, huh? no way. He goes, yeah. Remember one time um, in baseball in the summer, I got hit in the eye with the baseball. I only have one eye. This one's glass. Oh my gosh. And she looks at me and she goes, mom, is that true? And I'm like, yeah, I can't believe you don't remember that. But you were little. So that makes sense. And then being the normal cook family, <laughs> we went on about our day until I'm watching a TV show. And one of the, it was like one of those reality TV, like HDTV or whatever. And the the person has one eye. This, you guys, this was weeks later. Yes. And Grace looks at me and she goes, oh. He's just like Jacob. <laughs> she, was in thir- she was in third grade. And I said, oh, honey, I'm so sorry. <laughs> we were just kidding. Uh, she, goes, she was so mad. She goes, you can call Mrs. Hepper and tell her Jacob only has one. Oh, my. Jacob has two. And Jacob's the only one that didn't have Mrs. Hepper. Yeah. So she messages me back and she goes, well, I didn't know. I never had him in class. I didn't know. Oh, my gosh. We're terrible that parents. That is so awesome. We're so terrible. Okay, you guys know what a Freudian slip is? Yeah. yeah. Okay, where you think it. And for me, and I've had this my whole entire life, if you think it and you know you shouldn't say it, it's freaking coming out. It's oh, coming out, yes, right? yes. So me and my bestie are in Denny's restaurant at two in the morning. This is a long ass time ago. And there's a group of guys. And one of them is like, well, they're, they've all been drinking, obviously. Mm-hmm. Right. And one has a glass eye. So I'm thinking oh, no. in my head. So I tell myself, you can't say anything about a glass eye. And I'm like, okay, I'm good with that. <laughs> so anyway, we're talking with them. And they're, talk for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Fran don't yeah. say anything okay Fran, I won't I yes. can do that okay good job yeah, exactly. yeah no she went to the bathroom to have the conversation <laughs> in the mirror yeah. you guys have no idea so anyway they're flirting with us and blah, blah. I'm like drinking. yes and I'm like are you guys drinking I think you've been drinking because your eyes look kind of glassy <laughs> mission aborted <laughs> Okay, back to asking oh questions. Gosh. In a work setting, asking <laughs> others questions improves group morale. Unless it's about their glass eye, then not. 
God. <laughs> Questions foster a better understanding so everyone is on the same page and it promotes team building and solutions. I always tell coworkers, I'd rather you ask me time and time again, I don't yeah. care how many times, then just try to guess, like that doesn't help anybody. Yeah. Um, asking questions can promote problem solving and encourage independence. Right. And honestly, you are more likely to mm-hmm. get what you ask for. It's a form of advocating for yourself. It's assertiveness, and it can help you get opportunities that you really deserve. Mm-hmm. Questions can really help improve your skills. So for example, getting feedback after presentations. Yeah, it's not... It, yeah. I don't know about you, but I'm always like, what are they going to say? What are they going to say? But it actually helps build rapport. I think we, even if there is something quote unquote negative, I think it's constructive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like after we give a presentation, Mm -hmm. getting feedback, like if somebody said, I wish you would have brought up this or have you guys thought about that? Like with our podcast too, like I love that feedback. I'm like, oh my God, that's a great idea. Didn't think of that. That's awesome. Hey, Becky, why is the Northern State University graduate program in counseling so awesome? I could go on forever, but let's talk about the fact that you can get a clinical degree where you can work in private practice or an agency, Mm -hmm. where you can get a school counseling degree on the school track, where you can work in a school as private, private school, parochial school, public school, any school you want to. And then my favorite. What? Forensic counseling. Super cool. But is it KCREP approved? It is KCREP approved. And you're like, what does that mean? You know what? It means that it has the gold standard of grad schools. Super awesome. But can I afford it? Because I don't have a lot of money. It's okay. If you go to northern.edu, you can um, apply for some scholarships. They have a couple of counseling-specific scholarships in addition to some other really fantastic scholarships that a guidance counselor or a admissions counselor can help you with. Awesome. Be Northern, unleash your potential, baby. Okay, so a good therapist or doctor knows which questions to ask and to get to the heart of the issues. And I have heard, I have heard from Mm -hmm. clients that they've gone to a therapist or a doctor and the doctor never really asked them questions and it was Mm -hmm. awkward. Mm -hmm. And so I think it is important that you are really getting to a heart of a matter, knowing what questions to even ask. Where do I go? I agree. And in relationships and dating, people who ask more questions are liked more by others in general. Going back to what Brody said, people like to talk about themselves, Mm -hmm. so ask them about themselves. And this promotes a feeling of closeness and greater understanding. Right. And I do hear from people, I think this is so funny. So I go out on this date with this guy, and all he did was talk about himself. And he never even asked me anything. And it's like, you know what? She ghosted ghosted him. That was the end of it. That was you. One and done. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, never mind. I'm ashamed. Challenge yourself to talk less and ask more open-ended questions because it's important to develop a relationship that give and take where you're not blah, 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 and people's eyes are rolling up in their head and you're not reading the room and going on and on, kind of like I am right now. And if you're not sure, look up what what examples of open-ended questions are, but typically they can't be answered with a one-syllable, one-word answer. Right. You know, so if you're confused, look it up. Fran, do you have a favorite interview question? Um, I don't know if I have a favorite one. If you were a color crayon, what color would you be? Oh my God. If you were an animal. No. <laughs> the, the one that I asked that's like that cougar. is what ingredient are you in the burrito of this workplace? Oh my oh, God. Are you the meat? Are you the lettuce? Um, it's, are you the spicy pecan? Why? Yeah. It's really fun to see, see <laughs> what, what they, they say. Yeah. Huh. 
That is interesting. I'm going to file that away. I'd yep. say, do you have a felony on your record? That's, <laughs> That's a good one. one. That's a good one. Just because I'm curious, yeah. not that it disqualifies right. not you. Not that it yeah. would matter, but I, I want to know. No, and I shouldn't say that because honestly, there was my favorite episode of Queer Eye where a woman who actually had got out of prison. Did you watch that one, Mary? No, I don't think I've completed all of the. Oh, it's I the best one yeah. ever. Okay. And she created a workspace where she only hires people out of prison. And That's they do awesome. have felonies and it's beautiful. So go ahead. So tell yourself, I deserve to have all the information so that I can make the best decision or do the best job or get the best deal. So you deserve that. You do. But just keep in mind, if you ask the question, you may not like the answer, Mm -hmm. right? So you got to be prepared for that. And And the information, though, is important because you're like, if you get the answer, then you know, how do I proceed? So for example, if you ask your boss, if you say to your boss, hey, I've been doing this job for six years. I do it really well. I'm on the computer all day. I really need more flexibility. I am proposing that I could work one day from home. And it would give me work home balance. And they're like, you know what? That's a really great idea. Unfortunately, our company doesn't support that. Well, now you've got the answer. Yeah. I work in an environment that's inflexible. And now what are you going to do with that? Yeah. Or it was worth an ask, but I'm okay doing it the way we've been doing it. Maybe. But at least I asked. Right. Clarifying questions can help understand others better. And this can save you so much time at work and can help you understand and appreciate why and how you are expected to do something. So if you get like a vague answer, it's okay to say, okay, tell me more about that. Or what did you mean by that? Mm -hmm. And it can save a lot of time. Yeah. Questions can also help leaders troubleshoot problems even before they happen at work and promote a culture of welcoming input and ideas. It honestly shows respect. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, okay, tell me how you're doing this process. Educate me about it. Because what I see with a lot of employees, especially you've got a really rock solid employee, like the one that is your front front lady. Mm-hmm. What's her name? She's beautiful. Well, In the morning? There's a lot of them. No, the one that we, remember she served us and she's just so positive and lovely. Oh, she's the high school student. Um, uh, Emily, the redhead? No. No. Okay. Or maybe she just graduated. There's Ashley. Nope. No. Her name is like right here. So okay. there's Emily, there's Ashley, but or uh, Angie, but she would be outside of the range that uh, Chloe is. Nope. So Amelia. Not that they're all not great. Right. No, they actually are all great. Yeah. They are. Who, maybe from this summer. Is she not working for you this fall? No, she is. I just saw her. Did you? Tiffany. Yes. Okay, never mind. We'll come to cool. it. But anyway, what <laughs> I'm saying is when you've got an employee that goes above Jamera. and beyond... Jamera. Jamera. Yes. Jamera, shout out to you. You yeah. have to tell her we are praising her every on our time podcast. I walk, every time I walk in, and I'm sure she does this for everybody, but I tell myself it's just for me. She's like, oh my God, my favorite person just walked in. I just adore you. Yes. And I'm like, <gasps> that girl has I'm never, this you. is her first job, right? And she has customer service that you cannot teach. I didn't do that. Amen. I didn't yes. tell her to do any of that, but I noticed that she did it. And it's, it's great. And it doesn't feel like something she's just saying. Right. I I think she truly means it. I don't care if she says it to every single person. Right. I think she really means it. Right. Okay. So this is what I'm saying. If you have an employee that you know is doing a phenomenal job, asking them questions like, I want to know, you know what, Jamira, how did you learn incredible Mm. customer service? Where, who taught you that? Because Mm -hmm. it's phenomenal. I have people Mm -hmm. talking about you. It shows respect. It shows validation. And it's like, and also I'd want to freaking know who taught you that she must have some great role models. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And if you ask the question, please, you guys, be quiet and listen, and then validate the answer, whether you agree with it or not. So what I'm hearing you say is blah, 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 blah. Um, And make sure your question is specific. I hate this next one. And you're not asking multiple questions at the same time. And I always do this. And I always hate it. And I hate it when it's done to me. Like what? Oh, Jim does it. So I'm trying to think of what the last thing was. It's like, uh, what do we got going on Friday? Are we going to be, are, are we golfing? Are we do, Are we going out of town? Are we going to be out of town? Did you make a hotel reservation? Yeah. And I'm like, Jesus, let me get to one. But yes. I do it to him too. Yes. Yeah. It's a, yeah. You and just over, feel, yeah, over, it's overbearing. I feel like there should be like a dark room and a spotlight and, you know, where were you on Monday the 17th at 8 p.m.? <laughs> yeah. And then like, why, 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 why? Think about what you really want to know or learn before you ask the question, funnel it down. And Mm -hmm. this, you know, this is for kids. You ask them one question at a time. You also give your kids one request at a time, Mm -hmm. not 32 things and expect them to remember and do that. Right. That one's hard for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's it's here's, I need you to do this one thing. There are four steps to it, but you got to remember all of them. So I, I know as I'm saying it, I'm setting them up for failure, but it's like, but now they don't have to come and find me in five minutes. Theoretically, if they remember everything they have to do. Yeah. We'll make them write it down. Give them a notepad and a pencil and say, write this down. When you're all done with the four steps, come back and check in with me. Well, and I think the next one, so the next one says, don't be afraid to clarify, which I think is huge. Confirm Mm -hmm. your understanding. But I also think you could say to your kids, okay, what did dad just ask you to, to do? Mm-hmm. What were, what were the three things I told you? And, and if th- their eyes roll back in their head at step two, will you, well, we know what happened. Yeah. yeah we can't talk about it on air. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So try not to make the person feel like they're being Jim. interrogated. Don't shoot them machine gun style. Pew, pew. Yeah. And, t- and tone's important too. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you can be really mean when you ask questions. And Mm -hmm. and very intimidating. Yep. Don't do that. And give them time to respond. You know, some people can be quick off the cuff. Some people want to take time and process and formulate. And so know that silence can be golden. It's fine. Give them a moment. Yeah. And it's like, it's so easy to interrupt, especially when people are slower to process. Mm -hmm. You're like uncomfortable with the silence. And so you're like interrupting or you jump in right away. And it's like, no, you have to respect that time. When Jim and I went to marriage therapy way back in the day, our therapist, Deb Elhard, um, said in most relationships, there's a turtle in a Mm hailstorm. And what does a turtle do when it hails? And that made, and then she said, you know, a turtle can also be a processor. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, oh, it has to be hard for a CPA to be married to a counselor and mm-hmm. have a conversation about feelings or the relationship when I'm like, I feel invalidated and I, da, 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 and he's like, Wah. yeah, yeah. And he goes and hides in his shell. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's Brooks and John, not Brooks and Dunn. Brooks and John found that people are more willing to reveal sensitive information when the questions are asked in decreasing order of intrusiveness. So think about this, Brody. Mm. If you want to find out if your kids are doing the nasty, Mm -hmm. right, with Joey down the block. So you don't ask the hard question right at the beginning. You're like, hey, what did you and Joey do this afternoon when they're dating, right? And, And then, oh, well, then what did you do later? And, you know, how does Joey make you feel or blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, are you doing it? with Joey? No, I'm joking, but you know. (laughs) Oh my God, Franny. So what would you say his uh, approximate location to your no-no square is? (laughs) So 
So say the line before you got into Joey and how he's uh, defiling my daughters um, in ascending or descending order. You start with um, decreasing order of intrusiveness. So you start so with the least intrusive. Yes. Thank you. And work. Yeah. I think that's said backwards. But yeah, I think you I, might be right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You're right. Okay. Yeah. Increasing order of intrusiveness. <laughs> yes. There yeah, you but go. you got to you got to butter them up first. Have you, you and you Joey gotta, had sex? Yeah. You yes. got to get them all nice hey. and comfortable. What did you do at Joey's house today? Right. And it, see, this is why I'm not an FBI interrogator, because yeah. I'd be right the other way around. And when I was in high school, I had a long-term girlfriend, and we I was painting my, like, it was our garage or mudroom or something. We were outside painting. And my mom, from behind me, just goes, are you still pure? I remember what? thinking, like, what the fuck does that mean? So of course I say yes. I still yes. don't really know exactly what you were talking, what you're asking. So you we're t- gonna go with yes. Okay, wait a minute. Have you brought that up to her since then? I don't know that I have. Brody, you funny. have to. Uh, in fact, in fact, wait till you talk to her next time and be like, "Hey, mom, I love you." And by the way, are you still pure? <laughs> she she remembers. <laughs> she won't remember. Oh God! A reminder. That's too good not oh, to react. Okay. Okay. So start with the softballs. Is what you're right. saying, and then work your way up. Right. Right. So we will end with a final random question. Okay. Becky Boo. Yeah. What book do you reread over and over? This was hard for me because none of my fiction do I ever reread. So my answers would be I have two. Okay. Um, Dare to Lead by Brene Brown. Yeah. And The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson. Okay. I don't reread books. Um, ever? Ever. Wow. I cannot say that I've reread a book. Um, but I will say that books that I think about often and stuck with me, um, the serious one would be the, oh shit, uh, The Uncaring Stars Above. That's not the name of it, but it's a story about the Donner Party. Ooh, okay. uh, it is mm-hmm. phenomenal. It's it's half Donner Party, half just like Oregon Trail, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, facts. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that one. And then um, <laughs> there's one about the Sasquatch massacre of Mount, the Mount Rainier Sasquatch massacre. Mm. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. Um, Which you are descendant of the Sasquatch yeah. tribe. <laughs> That's why, why I, it's a history of my people. See, I, I, so, my, I'm yeah. not sure what you should do with that statement. I, <laughs> I'm very confused over here. <laughs> so the same guy, Max Brooks, who's the son of film star Mel Brooks, oh. uh, he wrote World War Z, which is not mm-hmm. like the movie, but it's okay. very... It, they take like if there was a zombie war and then there was an oral history, like we have oral histories of the civil war, the revolutionary mm-hmm. war. He does the same thing with the, the quote unquote zombie war. Anyway, he does the same type of thing with a fictional situation where a group of people are living off the grid on Mount Rainier. It begins to erupt. That brings out the squatches and then oh, the squatches kill them all. Oh yeah. Bigfoot. Bigfoot. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's called devolution. It's really good. He's a really good author, but I don't reread books, but that okay. is one I think about. And then business wise, the e-myth is one I think about all the time. Okay. If you're a business person. Okay. okay. What about you? I, it's Mark Nepo. I, I think I bought this book for you, which is the book of awakening. And what it is, is like, it's a daily sort yes. of meditation, <laughs> but that guy, I, I can read it every single day and I learn something new from it. So the book of awakening, Mark Nepo sources for this Goldie Chan, personal branding expert and digital strategist. Oh boy. Okay. I'm going to try this at Quinn. No, no, no. Help me, Becky. Ida can tank. See, she does that so good. 
right now I have, is the founder and CEO of Jotform and the author of Automate Your Busy Work. You guys, we are the shrinks. And that's a wrap. Season four, baby. All right.